Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Jordan Hallow. So, Jordan, you have been on the other side of this process, as I laid out in the introduction, and we're going to get into that in just a minute, because prior to joining Northwestern Mutual, you were a career consultant and a career coach for college students. I was, yes. Now that you're a director of recruitment in industry, are there any patterns that you've observed among the best candidates, the ones who make it through and those who don't make the cut, what do the most successful ones do to stand out? There's a number of things. One, and it might sound strange, but they actually answer the question that I'm, I'm looking for. They answer it the way that I envision them answering it. And they can get to the point pretty quickly. They, I'm able to pick up on their answer. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. So for example, tell me about yourself. That's one of the most standard interview questions that's out there. I would say most college students or even career changers and people who have been in the career for some time, they botch that. I've got some that will answer it exactly how I want them to answer it. They've done their practice. You can tell. So that's Could you give us thing. an example or tease that yeah, out a little bit more? For sure. One of the things I'll say is, hey, tell me a little bit more about yourself. And somebody might say, well, my name is so-and-so. I was born here. I like doing this in my spare time. I worked here. I'm doing this now. And they pretty much just kind of either go on a little bit of a tangent because I can tell they're nervous. That's okay. It's expected to be a little nervous. You know, This is an interview. Because of that, they start to ramble a little bit and include information that I'm not really looking so much for. Other people coming in who they're very professional, but they also... They are very straight to the point in what I'm looking for. So they talk about their past experience. They talk about where they're currently at right now. And they also connect all those dots to why they applied here and why they want to be a financial advisor. Connecting everything along the way, helping me learn a little bit more about them in the professional light, connecting it to why Northwestern Mutual and why financial advising. Perfect answers. Great. That's exactly what I want to see. I can tell. When people haven't done their research or they haven't done any kind of mock interviews or practice. The other one is confidence. I love seeing candidates that are confident. It's the nonverbal, so the eye contact, most important thing. 
even in a virtual meeting, I would argue that that's really important. But confidence in who they are, confidence that they have the skills and the abilities to come on board. They know and they have exactly what I'm looking for. And they're telling me that and they're showing me that. So they have great examples of how in my job description, I might say, I'm looking for somebody who has experience with this. As you had talked about before, those transferable skills have so much value. And they can allude to and give specific examples of how those skills have transferred and how they would transfer into this role. So confidence, answering the questions without rambling on, definitely some things that I look for and those nonverbals too. Are there any other ways that people can telegraph to you their self-confidence beyond eye contact? Yeah, the way that they're dressed is definitely something. I've seen some that come in with a tie that's all the way down here or... All the um, way down where, just for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, just two or three inches down where it needs to be. It's not tied tight. They come in with a suit or you know the appropriate attire for an interview there. At some point, they're even maybe a little overdressed. I'll never turn that away. Also, their voice, the way that they're talking, the tone in their voice is very professional. It's not monotone. They've got some excitement there. But they're also firm at the same time. So I think that that helps too. I would also say a good handshake or I think eye contact is the best thing, but also somebody who's not fidgeting around, not kind of moving in their chair, stuff like that. Those little things that can be distracting at sometimes that we might do just as a little bit of a sign of nerves. I have also found, Jordan, that people exude self-confidence when they aren't afraid to joke around a little oh, bit, yeah. to show a little bit of their personality, because I think that it's so common, especially for younger job seekers, to feel that they have to be very serious oh, for full sure. time. For sure. Yeah, you bring up an excellent point. The whole point of my interview process, I don't really even like to call it an interview. I like to call it a conversation. Because they come in thinking interview. They're all very, as you mentioned, they're very tight. They're tight. They're nervous. They're kind of struggling to get some things out. Or they're like, Oh my gosh, like it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's an interview. And I like that they treat that as such. But I'm like, well, this is an opportunity for me to get to know you as well as for you to get to know me and the role that I'm looking to fill the position for. I want to get to know you personally as well. If you come on board, I could be spending a third of my lifetime with you. You know what I mean? I want to know about you personally. I want to know about what you like to do, what you're involved in as a student. What are you involved in outside the class? And I want to get to know and see that kind of personality side of you because it eases those tensions. I think it makes for a much easier conversation for both of us moving forward. Absolutely. Have there been any surprises that you've had that you weren't aware of when you were sitting on the other side advising students that you became aware of when you stepped into the role of a recruiter? I would say that every career that's out there has transferable skills. Every career out there, you need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to problem solve. You need to be able to do... It doesn't matter if you are president of the United States all the way down to you know any kind of role or career that you can think of. Those transferable skills are so valuable. I focused a lot when I was career coaching on hard skills as well as soft skills. And now I'm learning from my perspective now as a recruiter, how much I value more of the soft skills than the hard skills. Why? And I'm also finding that the soft skills are so much harder to teach than the hard skills. 
And what is it about the soft skills that have become more important? I think that I can train anybody on financial knowledge, things of that nature. I can teach you the hard skills. There's no doubt about that. But what I can't teach you is compassion, caring about others, communicating, wanting to be a part of this team. Like I, I can't teach you all that kind of stuff. I can help you grow in those areas. It's going to take a little more time. But if you don't have that passion for it, that's hard for me to teach. If you don't have... It's hard to teach character versus I can teach you how to run estimate for you know somebody for saving up for retirement between 25 and 65. We can run that and I can show you that just like that. Easy to learn. Not so much easy to learn for like communicating and, and that character and all that stuff. It's really valuable. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.